Relationships shouldn't be hard. Let's talk about godly relationships and how they work. Hey, Skyler Kinger here, Sozo Mountain Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me as we dig into godly relationships and how they work. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and like, subscribe, and turn on the notifications for more teachings and faith journeys coming your way. And over on Facebook, Sozo Mountain Ministries, make sure you like our page over there. Today, God put on my heart, actually from a friend of ours, uh, about godly relationships. And so, relationships, a lot of people make them more complicated than what they need to be. They shouldn't be so, so dadgum, like, mucky and murky, you know? Friends, I'm talking about relationships, I'm talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, wives, fiance, the friendships, your parent relationships with your parents, this goes across the board, okay? Um, uh, Parents, relationships with your parents, siblings, this is a a little bit of a relationship talk, godly relationships across the board. So... Now, some relationships are for a lifetime. Some relationships are just for a season. So, and you may think, well, what does that what does that mean? That means it's just some people are in your life just for a certain time period, season, right? That season may vary. It could be a couple weeks. It may be six months, a year. It may be a uh, it may be a, a, a span time. It may be several years. But some of the seasonal relationships, it doesn't mean that they'll go away completely, but you are more connected with them during a certain time frame than <clears throat> perhaps you might be outside of this time frame. Certain relationships are just like forever relationships. It's just like godly, completely God relationships that you and this these people are connected and it's a life you just know it's a lifetime of being with that person you just know you can actually be away from this the, the these people and <clears throat> go do your own thing like say my wife and I have <clears throat> uh, families that we are connected with husband and wives uh, that we are connected with and we cannot talk for a little bit of time frame, but we pick up right where we left off. It's almost like we were never, uh, there was never that time when we weren't talking. So, um, I want to I want to dig into godly relationships. Now, you may be thinking, because <clears throat> here, here, there's two camps. You want to say there's camps that I, well, I want to be, uh, I want to have godly friends. I want to have godly being godly relationships friends family i want to be a a, i want to be in a godly relationship with a man or a woman or or we want to we want to be in that but first 
we also, you might be in the camp of, well, maybe I want to be that person. I'm not, other people are that way to me, but maybe I need to be that person. So <clears throat> here's, one, here's the thing. It starts with our relationship with the Lord. That's the, the bottom line. It starts with our relationship with the Lord. Because uh, in Acts, let's dig into Acts 3, 6, it says, uh, <clears throat> this is Peter, and he says, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name uh, and the authority and the power, this is Amplified Version, uh, the power of, he says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk and go and go on walking. So that's Amplified Version. And I think in the King James or New King James it says, such as I have, I give unto you. And he's talking by the, talking to the, <clears throat> the man who was lame or what paralyzed couldn't walk. And he says, such as I have, I give unto you. So, and it go in 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 Acts. It also talks about they they knew. They said, "Who are these unlearned men?" They could tell that they spent time with Jesus. So, are to be in a godly relationship first and foremost to be in a godly relationship and to be like, okay, I want to be that godly person in those relationships. It starts with our relationship with the Lord. Our horizontal relationships are a direct reflection of our vertical relationship with the Father, right? So if you think about this, uh, whatever I value most is what I'm going to give birth to, okay? I'm going to spend time doing. Whatever I value most is what I'm going to give birth to. Whatever I spend time doing, I'm going to give birth to. I'm going to value that. I'm going to spend time doing that, right? So if I say I want a godly relationship, but I don't value God's word, if I don't value spending time with the Lord, just talking to God, that's what prayer is, just talking to Him, and sitting and listening, because in communication, there has to be, and this is part of a godly relationship. Now, this is not in depth, but we're just talking about some of this stuff. In communication, there has to be active listening. There has to be active there has to be effective communication also. So when I'm listening listening to what God has to say, it's not just praying and talking to Him and, and unloading my day onto Him. It's listening to what He has to say and for guidance, for love, for various, various things. And so, but it's communi effective communication is two ways, right? So I talk. A lot of times, if you're talking more than what you're listening, there's probably a, a problem. So, and that's across the board. So, we have to, we have to be effective communicators. And a part of being effective communicators is effective, is listening to what God has to say. And it's listening to what others have to say. So, such as I have, I give unto you. It's what Peter said. So, it's talking about healing here in this in this aspect, but also <clears throat> healing is part of spending time with the Lord. It's it's a fruit, and so uh, he was saying, "Such as I have, I give unto you." So if I want to be in a godly relationship, if I want to be that godly person in the relationship, then I it first starts with my relationship with with the Father, and so. Let's talk about one of the signs of a godly relationship. Friendship, relationship with a significant other. Uh, 
or family? Do you have peace? Do you have peace that surpasses all understanding? Let's 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 uh, let's dig into this. Colossians three fifteen. Let your heart. This is the Passion Translation. Says, let your heart be also always guided by the peace of the Anointed One, <clears throat> who called you to peace as part of His one body. And always be thankful. Be thank. Always be thankful. But let peace guide our hearts. Do we have peace? Not peace is like, oh, like an uncertainty. Peace is a, that surpasses all understanding is a peace that you know that you know that you know in your heart. Okay, now this could be relationship, like a, like I said, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, everything. I'm not telling you if some people, you know, listen, married people, I'm not telling you if you're in a relationship that's terrible, I'm not telling you to get a divorce, okay? There's abuse and everything going on. Seek help, okay? Seek counseling, okay? Reach out to SozoMountainMinistries.com. We would love to talk with you, love to pray with you, love to um, talk with you about, about situations, about things. So anyway, but back to godly relationships. We want peace to be our guide in relationships if we don't have peace then we're not going there okay and that doesn't mean part of godly relationships here okay and here's the thing is too before we get mixed up part of god relationships it could be the seasonal relationships it could be like okay for a season this person was in my tribe now i feel don't have peace about being in their tribe anymore being in or them being in my tribe Part, and they're they're a godly person, and I'm a godly person. So the but, and, and they're going the way that God's directing them. They're going by peace, guiding them. But now it's not directing us together, but it's directing us a different path. That's okay because not everybody is going where you're going, and that's okay. We and that's all right. Okay, praise God because we are the body of Christ. And some people are hands, some people are legs, and some people are you know are are our butt you know what i mean and something but you got to have everything because the torso's got to be connected to the hips right amen or oh me so listen and i'm a butt i'll, I'll say it i'm a butt so i got to go somewhere and so but we all fit together amen amen praise god praise god but peace has to be your guide okay if there's no peace then god's not in it you have to you have to be in peace and you can have peace for, for a certain season but then The Lord will. The Lord, if you're spending time with the Lord, and they're spending time with the Lord, then they're gonna. You're gonna. Be, you're connected to the same source. If you're spending time with the Lord and they aren't, or vice versa, then also the Lord is going to. It might be your season might be over. The, even it, also too. Be open to talking. Effective communication means talking and listening. Effective, effectively listening to what they're saying. Maybe, maybe Matthew 18 is a great principle. If there's any sort of disagreements you talk about them you uh, if if they can't get it um, can't get through bring a bring somebody a neutral party that you can talk with them about and that's how we handle disagreements matthew 18 philippians 4 6 through 8 says this this is a passion translation it says this don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing that is key if you're worried you're not leaning on god if you're uh if you're feel like you're pulled 
in different directions. Okay, God wants us to be focused on Him and not not all over the map. Okay, we have to build be on a firm ground. Amen. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Means means you just thank Him. Just thank Him for everything He's done. Tell Him every detail of your life, and then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Keep your thoughts continually fixed. That is authentic, real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. So if, if, if I'm off into whatever I spend time in, what we said before, whatever I spend time or I value is what I'm going to manifest. Right? So it's what I'm going to give birth to. So I want to be a godly friend. So I spend time with God. I spend time with His Word. So my job is to build others up. We'll talk about this here in a minute. But my job is to build others up and encourage others. Because my job is to see the potential God has put inside them. To plant the seed, pray over them, and to watch them go accomplish what God has put inside them. But, but... <clears throat> right now, if we are not spending time with the Lord, then we're going to be pulled in, in different directions. We're going to be filled with worry, and then our worry can spill over into our other relationships, right? And so then what we're doing, we're dragging other people down with stuff. When we're just getting together and just focusing on God, all the stuff is going to fall away. Stop speaking to God about your stuff. Start speaking to stuff about God. Amen? Okay, start casting these down. Mark 11, 23 through 24, speak to the mountain. God told you to speak to your mountain, okay? To be in godly relationships, to be a godly friend. In order to have godly friends, to be in a godly relationship, you need to be uh, in a position to be used by God, amen? So, you want to, uh, so don't be pulled in different directions. Let peace guide your heart. Let peace that surpasses all understanding, guide you. So we're not pulled in so many different directions. A part of being in godly relationship is God relation, godly relationships should draw you closer to God. So I said, the, the friendships, to be a godly friend, in order to be a godly friend, first of all, I need to be a godly friend myself. Okay, So it's like, think about this too, in relationships... Uh, relationships with your wife, your bo girlfriend, boyfriend, friends, all that stuff. It's like I'm going to a bank. If I've never deposited any money into a bank, if I need to go into a bank and I'm trying to withdraw money, I'm not going to be able to withdraw any money if I haven't been putting money in there, right? So I need to be sowing into people whatever I need to be. So when I go to draw that out, I can't, whatever I need, the Lord, I'm saying whatever God's placed inside me, I pour into those people. And then sometime, there's going to be some time in your life when those people are going to be in a godly relationship, they're going to be able to pour back into you. And it's going to be, you fill each other up, you build each other up, you encourage each other. So they should draw you closer to God. Amen? They should draw you closer, I'm going to say that again, draw you closer to God. In godly relationships. An ungodly relationship, you may be sitting with the Lord, you may be in the Word, 
And there is relationships. Let me tell you about this too. There's relationships that can, for a season, draw you closer to God. They can be in the perfect time and build you up and encourage you. And man, you're just grow, 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 grow. But then all of a sudden that time comes and then it's just like you just sense it. It's like, okay, something's different. Something's off. That's a that's a warning sign. It's a flag. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Lord, what are you trying to tell me? That's when we go to God and be like, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me? What's going on? So that's why we have to stay connected with God. So by a relationship, a godly relationship, should draw us closer to God. Now, they're godly. Like I said, godly relationships, they're sometimes that plateau like reach their pinnacle in that season so in that season there's stretching going on and you're like oh man i've grown praise god you know it's amazing but then sometimes those relationships plateau it's just for a season it's just for a season that's when when those plateauing relationships godly relationships and they can godly they're, they're perfectly godly but they're only for a season. It doesn't mean people are bad. Excuse me. I think we, a lot of times we mistaken. That's something you don't see every day. Butterfly. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But <clears throat> I think a lot of people mistaken. Well, I thought, God, that you wanted me, you know, this. I had peace about it, you know, and we're friends. But the thing is, it was only for a season. There's sometimes when that season's over and the path that the other person's going down and you're going down aren't the same road. It's a completely different road. So you have to reevaluate. That's when you have to reevaluate your friends at that area. Okay, now I've got friends that from Bible college. Praise God that the Lord has directed us, us all back together. And they're, I mean, forever friendships. No matter what's going on, we call, we talk, uh, text back and forth. Praise God, we build each other up and encourage each other. We're just some, I mean, there, boom. And then there's some other relationships that was just for a season. Does it mean I love them less? No. Does it mean if they need me or if I need them, I call them? No. I mean, I mean, like, I would, but I'm saying, does uh, it mean that I wouldn't, like, they wouldn't be there for me or I wouldn't be there for them? No absolutely we'd be there for each other it's just something we're not connected right you know at this moment in time our first season will be another season down the road we're connected again maybe i don't know but our job in a godly relationship families again i'm gonna i'm gonna say this again family <clears throat> in friendships relationship boyfriend girlfriend husband wives our job is to build each other up and encourage each other, or build each other up, edify, exhort, okay? 1 Corinthians 14.3, and you're going to say when I read it, let me read it first, and then I'll, then, I'll, then I'll dig into that, okay? But on the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for edification to promote their spiritual growth and speaks words of encouragement to uphold and advise them concerning the matters of God and speak words of con consolation, as it means comfort them, okay? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> So, you're going to say, well, that's talking about prophecy. Yes, but, and in 1 Corinthians 12, go into there, 1 Corinthians 12 talks about 
spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians 13, most people call that the love chapter, which it is a love chapter, but it really is God's uh, character, his nature. It's a, it's who God is, love, right? And so it's really the uh, who God is out of love. And it's talking about, first of all, the spiritual gifts operating out of love. And so then 1 Corinthians 14 goes on and talks about spiritual gifts. Okay, so, but it, it, 1 Corinthians 13 talks about if you don't have love, then you have nothing. So then 1 Corinthians 14 is talking about the spiritual gifts in operation. But why do I say this? I say this to say when it says when prophesying speaks to people for edification. So when I'm pouring into somebody, we're friends, family members, or whoever, I'm speaking to somebody, and I feel inspired by the Holy Spirit. I love them. So when I feel inspired by the Holy Spirit to speak into them, to speak life into them. I'm prophesying into their life. I'm seeing what God sees in their heart to plant the seed, to ignite what God's put in their heart, or if it hasn't ever been spoken over them, to, to plant the seed and to pray over them and water that seed so they can see it in themselves and it ignites that fire, that seed that God has planted within their heart. I'm prophesying over their life. Amen or oh me. So my job and your job as a godly friend and godly in a godly relationship, if we want godly relationships, to to be that godly person, to prophesy into that person's life, to see what God sees, and to build them up, to encourage them and exhort them, and to out of love, to see in their heart and to see. I don't speak to the flesh. I speak to your heart. I speak to your spirit, man. Because the Spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak are, are spirit and life. John 6, 63. So we have to speak life. We prophesy into their life. And we speak to, to our godly relationship that God's given us. And we build them up. We exhort them and edify them. Praise God. Amen. So Romans 4, 17 says this. As it is written in Scripture, I have made you a father of many nations. In the sight of him in whom he believed, that is God, who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. And uh, the Amplified says, uh, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which is not does not exist does not yet exist. So I call things that are not as though they are. So in a godly relationship, I'm speaking into their life. This is what I'm was I'm building on previously that I was talking about. So I speak into their life, and then I call things that are not as though they are because I see what God sees in them. I want to push them, propel them towards God's future, not the past that they have left behind. Amen? So being in a godly relationship, I want to build them up, exhort them, uh, encourage them, edify them build them edify means build them up like a charging like of a battery so they can go and accomplish what god has got for them so <clears throat> i wrote here i wrote i made a note so i got to it early but praise god to speak into the hearts of friends and family to see what god sees to help ignite them ignite the the seed in their heart and plant or and or plant new ones from what uh plant new ones or water what someone else has planted. Praise God. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage and comfort one another. Build one another up. Just as you are doing. Just as you're doing now. In order to be a godly friend, or in order to be in a godly relationship, in order to be a godly husband, godly wife, 
You've got to, in order to be in those relationships, you first got to be that person. I can't give such as I have, I give unto you. Okay? So, 1 Corinthians 8.1. How do we do this? Man, I tell you what. I'll go, on to, I'll go on to that here in a minute, just a second. Not about food sacrifice to idols, but we know, it's talking about food and all that stuff, but love unselfishly seeks uh, the best for others, builds up and encourages others to grow in their wisdom. This amplified version. So, I, I wasn't at one time a godly person. My wife is more godly than I was, right? I was still learning how to walk the path that God wanted me to walk down. And so, but praise God, she's been more patient with me than I deserve. Praise God that the love of God overflowed on me from her. So, uh, patience and, and forgiveness. I, I haven't always been the easiest person to love, but praise God that she has she has done so. And so, but in order in order to stay in a godly relationship, I had to get with God and say, okay, listen, God, what do you want me to do? You know, I had to sit and draw my life from Him. And so then, and every time I sit and draw my life from Him, our relationship is amazing, okay? Whenever one of us is away from the Lord, then there's always, that's always, and it's with any relationship. And so Ephesians 4.29 says, Don't let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth. How many are guilty of that? <clears throat> okay. But only such speech as is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. Do what come? Uh, here's a great question. Here is a wonderful question to ask ourselves. Both, we're wanting to seek godly relationship or be that person in a godly relationships. Do the words that I speak right now do they build up and encourage others, or am I? What am I? If you're on the opposite side, and what I'm hearing build up and encourage others, does it glorify God? Wonderful questions to ask yourself. Wonderful questions to ask yourself about others if you're trying to, is asking, you're evaluating, is this a godly relationship? So, the words that we speak are powerful. Like I said, John 6, 63, the words that we speak are spirit and they are life. They can be. So, <clears throat> God's given you a spirit of influence. What is your, what is your surrounding, your spiritual influence that God has placed you in? It's important that we are bringing encouragement, a light, a love to the relationships that we are, our, spirit, our, our sphere of influence, but I call it a spirit of influence, giving you the spirit of influence around your friends, a godly relationships. That's how we walk towards this thing, we're, we're each other. So, <clears throat> another thing that's key that I've noted here, we can't depend on others for their relationship with the Lord and we just go to them or they come to us. They can't depend on us for our relationship with the Lord. It works two ways. So we can't depend on someone else for their relationship with the Lord to get with the, the, the Lord and we go to them as like, okay, what did God tell you today? And then you just you just run your whole life around what they say because here's the deal. We're never too 
uh, we can miss it. Let me just put it that way. We can miss it. We can miss what God is saying and be wrong. We have to humble ourselves and be like, okay, God, listen, I, 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 I'm sorry. I missed it. Help me get back on track. Track. God just repositions us, right? So if you don't want to be out of the will of God, God will not let you be out of the will, out of his will. If you are humble, you humble yourselves, repent, and you say, hey, help me get back on track. Okay? And so, but we cannot rely on other people's relationship with the Lord to help guide us. They can't rely on your relationship. If you're the one that's closest to God, that's not being in a godly relationship. That's being unevenly balanced. Un un uh, the Bible calls it uneven. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uneven. I was. I had to ask myself. But <clears throat> praise God. But um, it's unevenly yoked, right? So it's being unevenly yoked. That's what what that's what that is talking the bible's talking about so if someone's coming to you and you and basing your their relationship off god off of your relationship off god because you're the one that you feel like i mean you're spending time with the lord you're spending time in the word you're hearing from god and then you give godly advice well they should not be basing their whole life around what you say to them that's unevenly yoked they need to get they need to get with god they need to get in the word so we cannot that's an uneven that's uneven. That's not a godly relationship. That's either you depending on them for their relationship with the Lord or them depending on you for your, your relationship with the Lord. Either way, that's an unbalanced. That's a, that's a, that, could be, that can be very dangerous. So I go on to that to say this. Proverbs 13, 20. Proverbs is a great book of wisdom. He who walks as a companion with wise men will be wise, but the companions of a conceited, dull-witted fools are fools themselves and will experience harm. Is that a warning that God's going to strike harm on you? Nope. That's just simply saying that, <clears throat> hey, listen, fools mess up. So if you want to walk with fools, you ain't going to mess up. It's not about God inflicting nothing on you. It's just simply about, hey, listen, if you are a fool, you walk with fools, then bad stuff's going to happen. That's simple as that. Colossians 3.23 says this, Put your heart and soul into every activity you do as though you're doing it for the Lord himself and not merely for others. So, do we want to be there for others and build each other up? Yeah, absolutely. Do we want to encourage each other? Absolutely. But everything you do, do it for the Lord. Do it unto the Lord. It's like, okay, Lord, this relationship is yours. Okay, I want to be in a God relationship. This friendship is yours. This marriage is yours. This this uh, fiance, I don't know what they call it. I, we're engaged. Relationship this is yours. Uh, friendship, this parent relationship, this uh, sibling, parents, uh, parent son, parent daughter, this uh, sibling relationship, whatever it may be. This is yours, Lord. So I, everything I do, I'm going to do from you because I spend time with you and I'm going to give unto you. And there's sometimes, let me tell you this, godly relationship in a godly relationship. Okay, sometimes if you're unevenly balanced, you have to draw boundary lines if you're unevenly yoked. Let me just cover that real fast. If you're unevenly yoked and <clears throat> you don't have the peace of the Holy Spirit or there's sometimes where there is just unbalanced you're a christian they're a christian but sometimes honestly let's be face it they're not hearing from god or you're not hearing from god one of them there's unevenly yoke healthy boundaries are fine healthy boundaries are perfectly safe and healthy because 
if you don't have, think of, think of uh, uh, God as an acronym, G-O-D, good orderly direction, okay? Boundaries are perfectly fine. Think about the solar system. It all revolves on a, on a certain path, has a certain path that goes, right? So, uh, it, and everything, if you look around, grass grows in the springtime. Uh, in the fall, start, everything starts to, to go back. Uh, into into uh, a dormant so everything has a time everything has a season but healthy boundaries are wonderful if you don't have healthy boundaries then you allow people to walk all over you a lot of times people mistaken uh, being a christian as being a doormat being a christian does not mean being a doormat i'll cover that here in a minute this is not exhaustive but i'm just covering this just for now being a christian does not mean being a doormat when you says turn the other cheek when someone slaps you, okay, that's saying for when you minister the gospel, when you minister the truth of the gospel and you're persecuted for your faith. That's saying when you're persecuted for your faith, that's when you turn the other cheek. If you had a disagreement, you should you should not yell and stand up and be all that, but you should stand your ground calmly, effectively, state your ground, draw healthy boundaries positively, Positively health, healthy, but healthy boundaries are 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 good. Okay, uh, uh, there is times when <clears throat> you have to draw the line in the sand. An unhealthy relationship you can drag you down. The Bible tells us that bad company corrupts good morals. If you put a bad piece of fruit in a tub of good fruit. Not the re that one piece of fruit does not turn back good again. The rest of the fruit turns bad. So be careful. We have to be careful, brothers and sisters. So and godly relationships, it, they're they're not they shouldn't be hard. And if we're following peace, we're building each other up, and we're encouraging each other. We're number one, we're spending time with God, but we're allowing this peace of God to to guide us. They shouldn't be hard relationships altogether should not be difficult but they can be difficult when we're ruled by the flesh when we're only thinking about our thoughts instead of the god's thoughts and the the word of god we're not spending time with god <clears throat> or we're allowing other stuff to get in our way but that's not a godly relationship if we're if we're allowing other stuff to get in the way addictions uh, other stuff uh, the world things of the world but, like I said, um, I, I pray this blesses you. If you have any questions or any comments or anything, make sure you leave them down in the, in the comments section. Make sure you, again, subscribe to our channel for no more teachings coming your way. Um, uh, this, Like I said, this is not at all exhaustive uh, teaching on godly's, godly relationships, but godly relationships don't have to be hard. Relationships in general don't have to be hard. Godly relationships should be the least of the hardest, right? Amen. So, <clears throat> but uh, when we're with, when we're, when we're spending time with God, when we're in His Word, loving on others shouldn't be hard. It's just a byproduct of of spending time with God. So we love you, but more importantly, Jesus loves you.